Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast in all things related to workplace safety. This week, hosted by me, Samantha Hoadley. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based on my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. When you think about an adverse event, do you sit back and think, what went wrong? Or, I never saw that coming. But in hindsight, if you were to take a step back, did you not see the signs? Most adverse events could be avoided by noticing the triggers and doing something about it before it escalates. Consider this. Nicole is briskly walking down the hall to answer a call light when she notices Mr. Jones sitting in his wheelchair and talking to himself in an agitated manner. Nicole only has a moment for this normally calm and friendly resident, but wants to assure him before she answers another call light. She quickly walks into his room, touches his shoulder, leans forward, and tells him she will be with him in a few minutes. He flinches, and his hand lashes out, striking her in the face. In this case, Nicole is injured by Mr. Jones, and she never saw it coming. But was that really the case? Most of the time, when an adverse behavior occurs, the resident may be trying to communicate a want or a need. So when an adverse behavior develops, you must figure out what need is not being met and then meet it. Well, that sounds easy, right? Often, there is no easy button or one-size-fits-all when dealing with residents' behaviors. To try and prevent an adverse behavior from occurring, the staff needs to know their resident and understand the situations or triggers that can cause the adverse behavior. Some common triggers of an adverse behavior could include a resident's physical or emotional state. Are they in pain? Are they dehydrated? Are they sad or depressed? Or maybe they just don't feel good. A potential problem in the environment such as too much noise or stimulation, clutter that could be causing stress, your mood and the way you present yourself, will affect the mood of others. Giving the resident a task that is too demanding. Are you expecting too much? Giving a resident an overly difficult task can cause their stress to escalate, and this may result in adverse behavior. Communication difficulties between the resident and the caregiver can also play a role. Adverse behaviors can happen when residents can't understand or process what we are asking them to do, or when we are unable to understand what they need. They will probably not tell you they don't understand and will just exhibit frustration. As a caregiver, you need to understand each of those things that can trigger an adverse behavior. Some techniques to help you avoid triggering the resident's behaviors are adhering to a schedule to offer residents food, drinks, and toileting. Sometimes the residents may not realize they need to use the bathroom or that they are hungry or thirsty until they do the task. Reassure the residents by assuring them that they are safe, secured, and loved. Using words that acknowledge their feelings will help them validate their emotions and assist in calming them. Also, never challenge them or insist they calm down. This will only create a hostile environment. Redirecting the resident when you notice frustration. You can do this by distracting the resident and assisting them to focus on something else. Changing the subject often helps. Know what they like and talk about that instead, like hobbies or family. Try moving them to a different location. Go for a walk, have a movement break, or listen to music. Reapproach. If the resident doesn't want to cooperate in an activity or task, leave them for a moment and come back and try later. Forcing a resident to do something they don't want to do will only increase the chance of an adverse behavior. In some circumstances, changing the caregiver they are working with will help. Repeat. If the resident does not understand you, give them a minute and restate your question or request a second time. Sometimes it takes them a little more time to process what we have asked them to do and rush them into the task before they have time to process it. 
It will only cause confusion and fear. If they do not understand what you are asking, try rephrasing the question in a way that they can understand your question. Keep your sentences short to one or two words and slow down your request. Reaffirm and validate their emotions. Don't ignore what they are feeling. Let them know that you can see they are upset and you would like to help. So let's revisit the scenario I talked about earlier. Nicole came briskly into Mr. Jones's room, touched his shoulder, and quickly told him she would be with him soon. Mr. Jones was already agitated. Nicole's actions and her approach to Mr. Jones escalated his behaviors. She could have slowly approached Mr. Jones in a calm voice, acknowledging his feelings and maintained Mr. Jones's personal space. This would have been a better approach to quickly calm Mr. Jones until his needs could be met and may have resulted in a different outcome. Residents are no different than any of us. They want to feel safe, secure, and loved. If you can meet these basic needs and be mindful of some common triggers, most adverse events can be eliminated. Remember, what you do for safety today may prevent an injury tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join us again next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.